Alright folks, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik lanabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in, Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla wa anta tajul al-hazna idha shi'ata sahla, Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatika ya Rabbil Kareem. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu, everybody good evening, welcome, welcome. Let's have a look here. Big shouts going out to Saadiya and Fatima from the States and Mesa from Manchester and Dina from Jordan and Shazia from Leicester and Alina from Edmonton and Osama from London. I think with that from uh, from Windsor and Suleiman from around the corner and Ejlal, I believe Vancouver, Salma M, can't remember, Fatima around the corner and uh, Jav from Bradford, Auntie Shakila from the States, Tanweer from Medina to Munawwara, and Sabira from Birmingham, and Khalida Baji from Memphis, and Bilal from the States, and Rafiq from Scotland, and Mason from Edmonton. Wallah, what a blessing, what a blessing, what a blessing, what an ummah, what an ummah. Sarah from Istanbul, and Maryam from the States, and um, what do you mean guess? What a, what do you mean guess, you cheeky little fish. Guess. You think I guessed all of those, did you think? Come on, bro. Come on, come on. All right, guys, I hope everyone's doing good. Um, I feel relaxed today. And you know, you know when you're mentally relaxed, it always helps, always helps. <laughs> I wrote something on Facebook today and honestly, it was true. Yeah, you see that behavior? I think that's this thing here, you know. Yeah, I might just turn this off, you know. I got myself, look at this, guys. Yes, bro, I'm with the times. Don't mess about with me. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Only problem is that you get like about a thousand messages, you know, from Saudi and whatever, whatnot. But anyway, I think I turned this off. I have a feeling that this thing here it's the old school kind of kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I've got a brand new phone. I'm very happy about that. I'm very advanced technologically, etc., etc. I am in. My, I've got the stuff that I had in my head out. I'm comfortable now that I spoke about Ibn Hajar, and there's a few others, but I'm not so stressed about that. And then I can make a nice video. And uh, <laughs> you can still be attracted with these, uh, you know. You can still be attracted. You don't know what that is. That's the problem, Mesa. If you don't know what that is, you don't know what life is. That is a company called Nokia. Okay, now Nokia, I know it was before your time, all you Generation Z millennials, okay, but Nokia was the king, queen, the prince, princess, and the mom and dad of all phones, okay? Let me just tell you that right now. iPhone is illegal compared to Nokia. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? All right. And honestly, Mariam, it's so, so depressing. Khadija, assalamu alaikum. I was thinking about you the other day, man. How you doing? How's my guy? Haven't seen him for a long time. Salam to him and salam to the kids. I was thinking about you literally two days ago. The queen, the queen of all she, uh, all she surveys and purveys. All right. Um, so uh, that's that. Let's jump into the text before Widad gets upset. Mesa gets upset. Anybody gets upset because we're not here to upset people. 
We're not here to upset people. Although, 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 listen, don't mess about. Oh, sugar. TV's about to go off. Have you seen this one here? That's old school. That's, I mean, it's old school and rubbish. Okay. And the only reason I've gone to that is because my actual, actual phone is messed up. Yeah, now look at this. Wait, wait, let me get into, 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 thingy, into, into, oh, there we go. Guys, do you see this? Do you see this legend of a phone? This is the original. I've been using it right until now. It's absolutely battered. What a phone. Allows me to run the world, yeah, without being cracked, as Dina said. Gasme, what a handset. So this is the replacement. The 105 is the replacement for this, 30 years later or something. Fatima, because that's how agents, secret agents uh, roll, to be honest. You get what I'm saying, yeah? I mean, you know. Do you know what I mean? Give to the kids. It's because the kids, this is basically... <laughs> it's called a yam. Yeah, and it was that because you eat it. Hasi, is that what you guys eat in Ghana? You guys, are you kidding me? Come on, bro. Yam is good food. All right. I'm just conscious because I just can feel with that just boiling. All right. Or Mesa, yeah, someone getting upset. So let's jump straight in to the game. Nokia Legend phones, exactly. We are on page 136, okay? Page 136 of the text. Of course, I'll be taking it to Aksa. Let them try to find WhatsApp messages from that. <laughs> you know that they, when you're sitting there waiting, okay? You know when you're sitting there, in the immigration holding cell. Everybody who goes to Aqsa, by the way, you will end up in that place, okay? And everybody is so relieved that there's a internet connection. And so you're sitting there for one hour, three hours, four hours, waiting for them to do their checks before they let you go. Those who are coming and joining us at the end of, uh, in, at the end of March, be prepared for that. What they don't realize is that whilst they're sitting there enjoying themselves on their thingy, all of their stuff is being downloaded by the latest Israel technology. So all I'm saying, Yanni, Good luck to them downloading from there. <laughs> Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. We don't know who's on class, you know, as my dad was saying. We don't even know what's happening in the group. We don't know anybody who's with us now. Everyone's joining and we have no idea. We've got nothing to hide. What would we, what do we care? What do we care? What do we care? Wallahi Hanufa, you did, Yana, but one of our friends, Yani. One of our close friends in this group didn't, as you know. So enough of that. Okay. Attempt number four to start the class. Okay. Attempt number four. I just don't want to get... I just don't want to upset Mesa because she's the one writing notes and things like that. And someone remember to bring Rafia's questions at the end of the class. All right. So we are still actually Mesa. Oh, no, no, we're not. Yeah, yeah. So... We are uh, covering the text. Telzimur Rijal Lissalawatul Khams La Sharp. Wallahu Fiuluha Fi Baitihi. What was the Habu Sala to Ahlil Thagr? Fi Masjid in Wahid. Wal of the Lulirihim Fil Masjid Lady Latu Kamafihil Jama'a. Illa Bihudore. Thumma Makana Akthara Jama'atan. Thumma Masjid Al Atiq Wa Ab Adu Aula Min Akrab. It is required for men to pray in congregation for the five daily prayers, but it is not a condition. It can be prayed in his house. 
it is recommended for border guards to pray in a single mosque. No point actually reading all the rest again and again, especially when we're not covering it. First time around, yeah, we read the whole chapter kind of thing, or the whole the whole thingy. But uh, you know, not uh, not uh, not uh, uh, you know, not. Um, I don't think we need to keep reading it again and again. So exactly, thank you, May. So we gave five different uh, benefits last week. We had this long list of benefits, which are masalih and manafi' overall benefits and and things which are useful that indicate the wisdom of why you would make something like this obligatory. All right, that's basically what we're covering. Number one, we said that it increases the love between the people because obviously I need they're, they're coming together. You get to number two, you get to know people, obviously. Number three, you are yeah, and you're elevating and, and promoting the points of uh Islam, and that is the salah. Idhar Sha'iratin min Islam. You know, uh, listen, it, 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 it behooves us to, to, to pause here for a second. Yeah. إِذْهَارُ شَعِيرَةٍ مِنْ شَعَائِرِ الْإِسْلَامِ This, this clause, which is translated as uh, openly expressing a ritual or aspect from the external aspects of Islam. This phrase has always been very important for all the Muslims everywhere, but for us in the West, in the non-Muslim countries, in the time of political yani, mess that we are in right now, is even more important. It's even more important. You will find countless thousand examples of this happening every day from people who are aware of it, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from them. They are the mujahideen of our time, the non-physical kind of physical, uh, Mujahideen of our time and I want to say that according to their intention all of them are getting the same reward according to the reality they're getting something extra this sister that you saw um, I saw it on Yasser's fa Facebook um, I'm not connected to the news these days to be honest but I read I saw the video on the Facebook this flipping lion yeah and you know the whole situation. Then I read the, the little piece, and obviously there's there's a, a whole ban, another ban from the many bans on hijab on Indian Muslim uh, women, uh, schoolgirls, and a couple of girls stood up for it, and they wanted to make a point of it. It spread, and then this girl, you know, she arrives like a flipping gangster on a motorbike. What a gangster! She just pulls up, jumps off, and goes and what, and flipping what? <laughs> what a legend! And Obviously, you know, it's gone viral and you've seen it. All those flipping pigs around her. Yeah, the pigs. You know, guys, I want you I I, I wanna I wanna uh, I wanna ask a favor. Next time that I say dogs, say Sheikh don't don't belittle the dogs. Because honestly, I'm really getting close to dogs these days. I, th I think when you get older, when you get older you start to get softer. Yeah, that's the first thing. You can't stop it. But dogs, dogs are too nice, man. My dad used to have a dog. I was, yeah, any, I'm very comfortable around dogs myself. Okay, even though I got bitten by a dog hardcore in a park when I was young. And that normally puts packies off for life, by the way. No, nope, not me, mashallah, tabarakar rahman. 
even though I went for my swimming book on uniform layer John ولا يعقلون يعني face I don't know okay <laughs> listen I was not scared of dogs but I was terrified of dogs when I was young terrified I'll be swimming book every time I see a dog yeah but like I said you know it was a good few years that I uh, ago that I got over that and then started petting them and and you know uh, also I went on some visits where they were doing the slaying and all the rest of it blah 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 and now I'm just complete I've completely fallen for it I love dogs so every time it's the loyalty which kills me Salma honestly honestly basically I'm making that that change I will not have a bad word no no that's an irritating dog then we had a flipping stupid dog next door that's something else Stupid things barking all the time. That's very, very irritating. But I definitely, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. No, no, that's a that's a different reason. But I'm now really, really, I'm the dog's best friend. If you ever see me belittle a dog or cuss a dog or anything, yeah, just say no, no, no. Please change it to pigs. Anyway, pigs, pigs, those pigs around them, yeah. And uh, what a girl, mashaAllah. But you know. Take all that aside now. I want you to know that that's not much different, of course, other than the consequences of the fear and uh, the, the political. But I want you to know from an edger point of view, from an edger point of view, um, uh, the one who's going to the masjid wearing a thobe, the one who's going to the masjid to pray there, the one who is organizing a prayer in the park, the one who is wearing hijab in the shops, everyone who's doing anything physical and external is taking... A portion of the reward of the same thing of the same thing so her she is the same like I said the reward is by intention she yeah yeah, yeah uh, now she gets a greater reward going back out because um, because she knows there's a much bigger danger attached to it but not just the danger but the significance meaning that the whole situation came about because there was um, the whole thing came about because uh, uh, a couple of girls stood up for it, and if they didn't stand up for it, and that's the whole point of the a uh, uh, of the sha'ira, right? What did I say? Idharu sha'iratin min sha'ir al-Islam. The sha'ir, the sha'ir, the external signs, the external proofs. The external indications of Allah's deen. It is a fundamental responsibility upon the Muslims in the West. Okay. I don't think this is sunnah at all. At all. I don't think these are sunnah at all. Okay. All these are not sunnah. But they're associated with the Muslims. They're associated with Islam. I think even business interests. I think a person has an interest. I think they get a reward for their, their grocery shop. Their barn shop. I don't care what it is. If it's connected to a culture, even not Islam, but a, a connected to culture where the people understand it's a place from uh, uh, connected to the Muslims, I think it's very, very important that people take personal responsibility and do their thing. And their thing could be lots of different things. You know, it could be pulling kids out of um, birthday parties. It could be pulling kids out of Christmas nativity. It could be putting kids into a nativity play an alternative one that has a different uh, narrative that has been influenced because you're a trustee at the school or because you're a parent guardian thing whatever they're called governor 
and because there's a lot of Muslims there. My point is, is that at every moment in the public, you have to understand how important it is to raise the flag of Islam in all of its myriad of ways. So many different ways. Okay, and that's why the hijab is so, so important. That's why it's so, so rewarded because it can't be mistaken. It can't be mistaken. The hijab, and that's why it's an absurdity, an absurdity. I would say this again and again to compare the Muslims, the Muslim males main attempt at or what they understand to be their equivalent to the hijab, which is the beard. Bro, a, 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 a beard is a stylish additional thing that goes up and in and out of fashion obviously according to wider culture but most of the time is in is the non-muslims are using it all the time having it all the time this that blah 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 no one is is is, is screaming religion as a result huh? wearing a turban and a white yeah any uh, thingy thobe with a beard okay you're getting close now to so what some of these basic girls are going out with yeah basic kind of you know not even an abaya but just a hijab and a bit of baggy clothes like the bare minimum that a muslim woman should be going out i think you're probably now on a level with you and your white turban white thaw big beard whatever whatnot okay now i'm saying i respect okay don't be comparing yourself to a girl who's wearing jilbab don't be comparing yourself wearing black jilbab or comparing yourself to a girl who's wearing niqab and whatever i'm just pointing out there so as we are now going to use this for the importance of the jama'ah in the masjid about why they should go or praying congregation even when we can't get to the masjid okay so a group of people praying and letting the people know those folks are muslims that's what they do making it putting it in the hearts and minds of people that that prayer is associated with us confidence is associated with us there's generic values generic ideas and concepts that are recognized observed by wider society and it settles in the hearts of people right kufs are like that non-muslims are just you know they genuinely don't don't know they're observing and whoever they associate most most dramatically and most in terms of number of times with a certain characteristic or a feel or a value or a mood or a vibe that is what they're going to carry forward that is what they're going to uh, uh push so when it comes to the prayer we own the prayer excuse me we flipping own the prayer there's nobody there is nobody that on this planet that's going to be coming close to us and and you know what it is part and parcel of that of that idhar is the internet is us making so many posts about prayer and so many websites on the prayer so that when people put the prayer even though we are the minority of the world's population you put prayer into the uh, google and it should uh, be muslim 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 uh, websites it should be why why are we what's the, what's the point of me being in in manchester and 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 you know prayer you see anglican came first crosswalk came second church of england third what the fish okay Madonna like a prayer, disturbed prayer, Andre Bocelli, Celine Dion, the prayer. So those are the three videos that's come up. And the other thing is whatever, you know, we're not even there, bro. We're not even there. I'm not, I'm not having that. Okay. That's prayer straight into google.com. What was the other one? Profit. I think profit were pretty good. Let's put profit down. Profit. Profit. No, we're nowhere there. Not even on the first page. 
Not even on the first page. Are you, are you kidding me? How are they? How are they? You know what I'm saying? Right? We need to be, we need to be the first thing that they think of. Like modesty. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. Right? So the next time that they, the next time that, uh, Omar Suleiman was working on this, you know, he was doing, he was doing some stuff on this. Right? Obviously, modesty is a bit different because it's a phrase that's going to have all dictionaries and all that kind of thing. Right? Search Islam. Budget, budget, you're not getting this, are you? <laughs> oh, Salma. Salma, Salma. Yeah, modesty we didn't make. But I just wonder. But anyway, you get my point. My point is that these generic kind of concepts that people hear, like for example, heaven, or for example, prayer, or for example, spirituality, or for example, modesty, or for example, shame. These phrases, okay, right? That's a good example. You know, ablution. But of course, ablution comes, it's because we're too accurate, you see? If we had put prayer washing or something like that, then, then no, okay, I'm not explaining myself very well here. Okay, Nida and Salma have just pro proven we're not talking about Muslims here and we're not talking about them typing in Islamic concepts. I'm still talking about them typing in generic world concepts and who are they thinking of? Are they thinking of the Christians first if someone is searching and thinking? Are they thinking of the Jews first? Are they thinking of the Hindus first? Are they thinking of the whatever? Yeah? So, anyway. Anyway. Sorry, uh, Salma, I, I misunderstood you. I, I get what you're saying. Anyway. I'm just saying that that uh, this is a point that many people just kind of not gloss over, but they don't take important enough. First of all, this shows intention. Whatever you're wearing, okay, man or woman, don't just have the intention of this is ibadah or this is obligation. That's lazy, bro. Make your intention work for you. Make your intention work for you, okay? Yani meaning that, say that I'm raising the name of Islam, that I am raising the... Uh, 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 I'm raising the the flag. Okay, that's 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 what that's what I want to. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, exactly what Mesa said. What group of people do they associate the action with? So Sumera, it's not about uh, you can't it can you can compare. That's exactly the point, right? We're using Arabic terminologies in a closed circle where only we refer to it like that, and that's the same as keeping the action inside. I'm saying the whole point. Of raising awareness pushing it out and expressing it to the rest of the world is that they associate their non-muslim concept because it's a generic concept with us practicing it us practicing it it's us it's us I go back to the Prophet ﷺ's indignation at the fasting of the Jews yani you know honestly it's a million dollar statement he ﷺ said we are a haqqubi Musa minhum. We are more deserving to Musa than them. What, who on earth are those fishes? Yani they're they're yani, uh, fasting on the day that they were saved. And then they're the people who skanked him afterwards and then went uh, astray and got cursed. And they're going to be, yeah, they're going to be the ones representing Musa alayhi salam. That's the Prophet sallallahu alayhi salam, right? We're going to fast. I'm going to fast next year. Uh, we, we, we're going to fast. And next year, if I'm here, I'm going to add another one as well to add a little flavor to it. You get what I'm saying? It's important for the Muslims to take this by the hand and don't take your dress code lightly. 
don't take your dress code like listen it's completely allowed for you to dress in a normal western way it is it's allowed alhamdulillah but you should feel the sense of honor and responsibility the same thing all right the same thing that uh 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 uh, uh these six girls they're young girls i saw a picture of them they're all young girls yeah they're like like 15 16 years old are you kidding me they said to themselves you know what we're not gonna let this go they understood yeah, at that skin age they they understood that if they don't make a stand now everybody suffers anyway i don't want to uh, take too much time on that but this is very very important and just to i, I did this last week obviously i didn't make the, this connection but i did want to do that so this is idhar uh, exposing Izhar, just uh, promoting and showing the one of the rituals the external rituals from the sha'ar of islam uh indeed that's the the uh, in fact it is the it is the most it's the highest the biggest of all of the rituals of islam which is the prayer okay and uh and if the people just remained in home praying the people would not know what the prayer is look what sumer writes but regarding practicing all the stuff at my work, no one I'm praying because it is booked into the as prayer time. If you're praying at home or you're you're blagging at praying kaza or whatever whatnot, they don't know. They don't know. If I don't go to a pharmacy and I establish the prayer in the in the in the some corner or some end of X Y Z, then the miskin guy. I've said this many times before. I don't I don't want to sound like a broken record. The miskin guy doesn't have the confidence who comes in like that. You know what they do, right? They they culturally. You see, I. Uh, just to just to close on this, I would put this on and like a thob when I'm going out to work. Sometimes, okay, I wear it religiously, even though I don't believe in his religious uh, 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 status. But I wear it with a religious intention, almost forcing through, like I'm going to get rewarded for this one way or the other. How? Because I know for a fact that there are so many people that wear this culturally. They wear it because their people show them or or that's what they have this basic idea that this is religious, but they don't have the confidence that goes with it. They don't have the character that goes with it. I've seen this before, that's why. And I've had feedback on this before. And so this other kind of miskeen, tabligi guy, I'm always using the tabligi example because the few that I've had were kind of like that. Didn't have that kind of confidence, but they had the hat and the beard and whatever, whatnot. As soon as they walk in, staff like, no, oh, yeah, you look like, uh, you know, you look like him and you look like her and you look like whatever. And uh, listen, uh, don't worry, we got you, man. We've got a prayer room. We've got, yeah, how amazing it is. Do you know how amazing it is to walk into a place and they're already saying, listen, man, we've got a place next door and we're, you know, we got this and we got that. You know, you're going to have a great day. You know how nice that is. I've, I've, I've been on the, the receiving end of that. And bro, I make sure that that is what's going to be left in my legacy in every single place that I work. Every single place. If Whether I'm consulting, whether I'm teaching, whether I am vaccinating, whether I'm uh, prescribing, whether I'm doing clinical pharmacy, with all the different forms. Whether I'm in my in, with my investment hats on, working. I have to walk away with them being more knowledgeable about Islam than it was before. It might not be a direct doubt to them to accept it, but they're going to know something about what I'm about and what this life's about. All right, and that's small versions, and the big ones you can see are what we saw on the news uh, with our sister. I think Maskan. I I got Maskan in my head. Maskan VB. I think is the name that's in my head. Okay. Uh, yeah, Aki, that was. Me. <laughs> that's me. 
that's me. Never mind, eh? Molvi. That's the worst thing I've been called a Molvi. Um, number four then was to then you know to uh, express their is al muslimin which is very much linked yani, to the point. Okay, <laughs> so um, he says that when they all enter into the masjid and they all come out of the masjid at the same time, there's a yani, you know, okay, it's something like right, right, and then number five is to educate the uneducated. Okay, to educate the uneducated because there are so many people that obviously will benefit from that, seeing things and then being forced to ask about certain situations and so on. All right, so starting with number six today, then. Okay, um, subhanAllah, basically, what the Sheikh says, he goes, getting the Ummah used to and into the habit of coming together, all right, coming together and not being. In a state of disunity, right? I want to say, I want to say, I want to say so much about this point, okay? Especially in terms of COVID, all right? Because this gathering in the mosques is, is like a, a micro ecosm, a micro example or, or, or representation of the wider gathering of the ummah. It's the wider gathering of, like the Umrah is the wider of the of the Hajj, or you could say the Umrah and the Hajj is the wider gathering of the Ummah or the Salah. It doesn't matter. These are all the micro small examples of the big of the big boy itself. Okay. Then, in the Ummah, عموماً مجتمع على طاعة ولأمرها. Okay. So it it is. It goes uh, like that's the major kind of gathering under the major authority of the ruler, the major state of the Muslims when they come together. Whereas this is the wilaya uh, sughara. It's like the minor state, like individual states. The masjid is like its own state, like a like a, a, a gathering. And they're following the imam as well. So it's like following the leader, etc, etc. And this has uh, a like a representation of the ummah. I want to say to you that this is so important, right? I, I recorded a video uh, yeah, uh, if you don't know, then we're going back live again in person, right? Uh, and inshallah, this leads to the return back to Chido as well. Um, in obviously, we, we, we've only got like about six, seven lessons left, but then for the new academic year, we're back in person. Why? Because if I don't, then I'm not being honest to my own teaching. I think it's so important, even though it's uh, more inconvenient and more of a headache, especially for those that come far away, to be together as much as possible because our deen is based upon this principle about coming together. So what Sheikh Uthameen says, that this small jama'ah coming together in this mosque is a wider sign. I want to give you some practical points. So on February 26th in Birmingham, I'm going to be relaunching the live Al-Maghrib event, classes, whatever. It's been exactly to the day, two years, okay? Two years to the day. And I was at the last public Al-Maghrib event, worldwide actually. It was the last one before the world went into lockdown. And that was the Ilmfest in um, uh, Birmingham. Famous for the simple fact that a never has a human being ever had his best done more than I did. <laughs> you know, by the way, you know, you know, by the way, it's not funny. I got some new shoes, and I just like I I I pulled them out. The uh, <laughs> I pulled them out and uh, of the box, and I uh, 
uh, I was about to put them away and then I just said to myself let me just hold on let me just turn them over and I turned them over and they've got all those stickers on it you know price and the European standard and I was laughing to my, this was today man custom and I pulled them off and I said you know what did they what did Bush say hit me fool me once shame on you Fool me twice, shame on me. Although I think he said shame on you again, whatever. But definitely I'm not going to be fooled twice, okay? So obviously I got done Yanni, with the shoes. And today, subhanAllah, I put away his shoes and I, put, I took off the stickers. So anyway, it was two years ago, subhanAllah, when that happened, right? All of us were gathered together and it was a, it was a wonderful event. And it always is when the Muslims come together, right? Just the Muslims coming together and the Malaika yani, being there is a source of barakah. And that's what's been missing for the last couple of years. That's what's been missing, the barakah of the jama'ah, okay? I know that because obviously as a male going to the masajid uh, around the world even, especially in the UK, around the world, yani, it's getting a little bit better, but even then it's struggling. And, you know, here, whether it's Fajr, Isha, Jum'ah, Jum'ah is a, still struggling. So normalization is really, really important. That's why you, uh, that's why it's so important for the Muslims to understand this point six. That's why he says Because there's two points I want to really focus on Okay That the first one Is to get the ummah ready And to return back to that idea You know if we establish this Then we'll establish the big one You know think globally act locally Think globally act locally You can't be thinking about the unity of the ummah And dealing with China and the dogs And stuff Allah Pigs over there and the, uh, all the you know the issues that we've got, if we can't even get ourselves together unified at the local, we've got to support our fairs. We've got to support the charity events. We've got to support the the, the parties, the Eid gatherings. The uh, we've got to support the masjid openings. You've got to support your weekly masjid talk. You know the family talk. It doesn't matter if the speaker's rubbish. I know it's so painful. This is what's called taking one for the team. This is taking one for the team. You, that's why I said you make your niya. And you just swallow it up. It's uh, the, the, the barakah of more people encourages more other people. It then forces people then to, you know, it forces organizers to get excited by the response. And then they arrange better speakers and higher quality. And it's a, it's a snowball effect. It's so, so important. All right. Uh, so his point specifically, and then the wider general point that we've got to really assume, uh, uh, right now just keep encouraging others and forcing them out forcing them out I like that virtuous circle good the second point that he says which is nice coming together more will encourage um, a greater unity and less division I tell you why because the more people that you know in person and you've met in person you find it far more difficult to have a bad opinion of them. Yeah, and what I mean is that it's so easy to badmouth and troll and to 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 cuss other folks or to have bad opinion or to take people's words out of context if you've never met them. Take it from me personally. As someone who's done that before and on the receiving end a lot more. But when you are when have you met when you've met someone or you meet people regularly, it's incredible how there's an automatic automatic kind of uh, you're reined in. Right, you're reined in somehow automatically. Your 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 internal se sensibilities uh, kind of hold you back. There's an extra level of shame before you are about to make your claim or make your statement or make your slander or make your assumption. 
is a blessing. Wallahi, and it's a blessing. And I, I know that even, uh, not just in the general level, with my enemies and my friends or acquaintances, but amongst my acquaintances and then amongst my friends as well. I know, okay, what's happening amongst my friends and how the relationship is depending on, on how many times we meet. Whenever you see Shazad Salim cussing me and being so bad, right, towards me, you know that's because my guy hasn't seen me for a long time. He's just not coming to the masjid. He's, yeah, he's gone and thinking, I say to him, Shaz, is this the kind of behavior that I deserve? Yeah? Don't you think you could fix it by coming to one or two cheeky little jama'at yeah, and just seeing me there? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> The problem is that he makes these excuses for himself, you see. I'm busy, I'm, I've got a trainer, I'm dieting, I'm... I'm I'm now fit. I'm this that. I'm a, I'm a machine. I'm a rock and all this. Although, mashallah, Chief and Shazad Salim, Allahumma barik, Allahumma barik. Ayat bin ayatillah. Okay, all roads lead to Shaz. Right. Um. So uh, that's number six. Number seven, dubtu nafs. All right. Develop the development of discipline. Okay, that's basically what is the training of the soul. Okay, the disciplining of the soul. Um, and when a person gets used to that and following the imam and uh, 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 it is a physical discipline as well. Okay, so uh, even following him physically and not, you know, getting in front of him and getting that discipline, etc. But also I think the wider point I will add, just the, the control of time the arranging of things, you know, that you know that you've got to get things sorted, otherwise you're going to be late, and getting used to the concept of going to leaving extra time because you know that there could be some kind of possibility or some kind of problems. That's just discipline, discipline, discipline. All right. Number eight is jihad. Yani the um developing in the hearts and minds of the Muslims the preparation for standing in jihad the organization that's required in very serious matters that's not necessarily just jihad but especially jihad because the standing in lines and the standing unified and the standing close together and feeling that you know you're connected to a people and knowing that you're not alone these are kind of not values these are vibes or moods or feelings that jihad is built upon and the prayer 100% feeds into it. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna Allah yuhibbu ladhina yuqatiluna fi sabilihi soffan ka'annahum bunyanu marsus. Right? In surah um, As-Saf. Surah As-Saf verse 4, that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who fight in his path, stood in ranks, ranked in straight rows, like a bunyanu marsus, like a solid foundation building. Like building that's not going anywhere, solid. Building's always straight. It's very yeah, and thingy, and it's not moving. It's solid. Bunyanun, marsus, very solid. Okay. لا شك أنهم إذا تعبدوا ذلك في الصلوات الخمس سوف يكون وسيلة إلى اتمامهم باتمامهم بقائدهم في صف الجهاد حيث لا يتقدمون ولا تأخرون عن عوامره. يعني if you like. Uh, 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 women, yeah, women get to see this as well. Why not? But men, obviously, a lot more. How 
how maddening and irritating is it? I mean, I, I have zero patience. I will step out the line and just completely take people down. How irritating is it when you're in Jumu'ah, always in Jumu'ah, it's not the... Uh, it's there in the congregational prayers, but very much less so because the whole point, you're more used to it. That's the whole point. In fact, this is the point. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't able to articulate it. If you want to understand the, the, the excellence of this point here, about how important it is to do this so that in the big important issues or moments like jihad where you have to follow instructions immediately, immediately, immediately. Yeah. I mean, a basic example, if you're under fire and you've got two people, right? And you're under fire and you've got to retreat. There has to be a system. Uh, cover. One guy then goes and the other one legs it. And then he goes, cover. And as soon as you say cover, you are stopping firing and you're running, allowing you to be shot. The other guy, as soon as he hears cover, he's already in place, shooting against the enemy, whatever, cover. And they're each doing that, covering their person, spraying the other side with bullets. It has to work to the millisecond. Because the second that there is a pause, they then come out, they then start shooting. And obviously bullets are the speed thing. The bullets are coming this way. You have to go down. The whole thing falls apart. But if your fire is... Just think about how it works. Nobody stands there and goes bang, 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 bang. It's and then they get up and then you get up. That's how it works, right? You've got to continue your firing as long as possible. And the way that you do it is that it's almost continuous. It's continuous. You're shooting and then your guy's shooting. You're shooting, your guy's shooting like a continuous break, not giving them any chance to actually put their head above and to take a shot at you as you're running backwards. You can't see them. Now, that requires discipline. Now, hold that thought. I think I'm pretty sure everybody gets what I'm saying. Hold that thought. In the masjid, I want you to compare when the imam goes, Stow, tarasu, i'tadilu. All right, come close together, straighten those rows. Now, different masajid differ, but you've got some, you know, there's a kind of like a sheepish kind of, you know, little bit of... Uh, uh, Shuffling here and there and you know, but it's pretty much done in five ten seconds people move together and they're, Because they're used to it and They enjoy it and they're whatever whatever compare that to Juma. Oh My god compare that to Juma where people are all over the place They don't have a care in the world yani for uh, uh, Straightening lines gaps standing down there Standing up here, whatever. Okay, they don't come to the masjid. They don't know what the ruling of a line. I'll give them that. We'll give that excuse. No problem, bro. We're generous. Don't worry. We'll give them an excuse. Then you you hear the imam say, straighten the rows, come close. And then you got someone like me who will come out of the line, turn around and face everybody in the line and say, guys, what's going on? Yeah? Come closer, straighten the line. That's what I'll say. Just like that. And you still see people sheepishly like, you know, shuffling about and oh, I don't think I need to move or, you know, do I really need to? Or, or even arguing. Are you seriously arguing with me right now? You're standing one whole 40, 50 centimeters behind the line and you are arguing with me about how what you've done to this line. It's vast the difference between a normal Jama'ah and the people of Jama'ah. What is the difference here? These are the people that do not come to the congregation. These are people who have not got themselves used to it. These are the people who are not 
You, 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 you get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Right? And that's the point that he's making. By doing it regularly, you train yourself to do it regularly and to be active and to move quickly and to understand his value and to understand yani, when there's going to be a moment that I'm going to need to move quickly in real life is done. You get what I'm saying? Obviously, as you said, even worse. So that's a really good point. Number nine, a beautiful point that attending the congregation, attending the masjid reminds them of the uh, angels and their uh, lines because they're all lined up in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, and that increases them in the awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and their love for the angels because you are picturing yourself, right? And that's what you should be. That's what you should be doing. When you're in these environments, you are taking advantage of the environment to increase the your quality and your actions and 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 uh, and, uh, and uh, thingy. Remind everybody, press the live button. Reminder uh, uh, on the uh, YouTube, press the red dot. Okay. Do you know for how long I've been wanting to say press the Hindu dot? Yeah. Every single week I want to say it. Every we just you know honestly, but I've said it now. That's it. I'm done. I got it off my chest. Just press the Hindu dot. Number one, number two, a telegram group for those that are not part of it. Someone posted. Right. Number 10. These are all wisdoms of why we should consider it obligatory to establish the congregation and specifically in the mosque. Okay. Um, to, Im to increase the... Uh, to increase the... Uh, uh, no, no, the empathy. No. Yeah. Empathy. The feeling. Right one's own experience that uh, of of the other of the equality of the other okay so i'll come back to that again uh so so just uh just as i was saying the um the uh people who are of upper class or royalty or businessmen or whatever whatnot okay their big problem, of course, is that they start to believe their own chat. They start to believe their own hype, that you're something. When you're exactly the squat, and what? Who are you? What? Money? Is that who you are? <laughs> yeah? And one of the blessings of the Jama'ah is one of those unique acts of worship where you are, are reduced to equality. You are reduced to equality. You've also, yeah, and you had to make wudu, and had to get your place all soaked wet and your clothes you're not feeling comfortable in your big designer kegs and all the rest of it okay and whatever and you also your legs are hurting as much as mine are as we're going into ruku and sujood and um you also have to follow this imam who's the authority who earns one percent of what you do yet he's the king right now and this is important so the Muslims, they start to feel al-musawa fi ibadatillahi ta'ala. They start to feel the equality and the, uh, the not just the camaraderie, Saima, um, which is, I want to say that the camaraderie is what the earlier one, two, three points were about. This point is more about uh, people uh, 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 normalizing their, their understanding of who they are, uh, equalizing status, uh, humbling people, uh, protecting them from arrogance, this kind of thing. Okay? Because in the masjid, the Sheikh says, 
the most richest of the people are right next to the poorest of the people and the leader is the next to the one who is is employee and the ruler is there with the with the ruled and the small is there next to the big okay how great by the way is it for the young kids right you know obviously I, I, my position on that young kids have got to stand next to them and i don't mean three fours i mean seven eights bro one of the ways the kids love it is because they feel like an adult you get my point they feel like an adult that's the whole point you feel something more than what you do if you're praying by yourself right i know that very well with my kids and i made sure all of them were going uh, uh thinking indeed zara indeed how many uh so that way the people feel that they're the same in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ commanded the lines to be straight and not for people to be backwards and forwards and whatever. And he said, And don't be, you know, X, Y, Z with one, you know, um, uh, don't be uneven. Otherwise, Allah will cause the discord between your hearts. Okay. Um, so I think that's really important as well. Um, number 11 is, um, if we, if, if you don't go, then you won't get to know about the, uh, poverty of people, right? And their needs and those that are, uh, ill and sick. And if you see people, yani who have clothes that are, uh, uh, you know, are used and torn, or you see the signs of hunger, then your heart will be uh, uh, softened, and you will give sadaqah. And again, if someone who comes regularly doesn't come, then you'll know that they're uh, sick, and then you ask about them, uh, uh, and then you can, you know, make contact with them. That's in number eleven. Uh, number twelve, Sheikh says, al aslul asil. Let's not forget the actual Asl uh, al is an Arabic phrase which means the actual reason, right? The actual reason is its own wisdom. I like this kind of stuff. Okay? I like this. That the actual reason of the wisdom behind the congregation is that is the congregation itself. Is the congregation itself. We worship Allah by coming together. I love that. That goes back to the point that I was saying earlier on. You might not want to be at that family talk. And you might not want to be in that Muslim fair. And you might not want to be at the craft fair. And all what these girls and these yani, all, the, all the middle class, upper class, yani, Desi uh, sisters and their uh, 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 Al-Huda graduates and whatever. <laughs> Listen, no hate man, no hate. Whatever man floats your boat, the women's gatherings, the men's gatherings, even the youth bakwas. You know that and that black every uh, month, youth qiyam, youth qiyam, which I call basically training, uh, training and prep for criminals. They put all of the rats together, yeah. Even that, although maybe not that. <laughs> maybe we make an exception. Maybe we make. Maybe we make an exception for the youth qiyams, because they are a disaster. You know that they are they are full disaster. They are. So anyway, the point is, is that 
It's the gathering itself which is the illah. This is the worship itself. Okay? The gathering itself. Alright? Yeah. You know what we have in... Uh, in uh, I'm not hating, man. All the aunties and all the desis and all the everyone else smash it. In our masjid, we have Gapshap. It's a weekly, obviously last two years it's been killed, but for the uncles, and the, we have a Gapshap for men and Gapshap for women. They come to the masjid and they basically uh, come and they chat and they drink and they do this and that, whatever. And um, and it's called Gapshap. I see the poster is awesome. This says Gapshap is a cup of tea there. <laughs> You see, these are gatherings and they talk about a few things. I'm just saying that, you know, it might not be the most, yeah, any knowledge-based thing, etc., etc. What? You think you sitting at home on Facebook or you sitting there watching, uh, uh, what's it called? The uh, Netflix or that bakwas. Gapshap means uh, chit-chat, chit-chat, chit-chat. So Gapshap is a weekly activity, coffee morning, is effectively what the, the, the Kufs would call it. All right, there we go. Chai chat for Green Lane Masjid in Birmingham. You see, that's the difference between creativity. You know that our sounds ten times better than chai chat. Chai chat sounds like a sounds like yani, you know, one of those bougie bougie Generation Z yani, attempts at a religious coffee house. Gapshap, bro. Yes, bro. Right. Anyway, um. A nice point that Sheikh makes on point 13, he says that a person can kind of feel, and this kind of goes into what, what uh, Thana was asking about. There's a feeling from the, 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 the folks who are at the uh, last parts of this ummah, i.e. us, okay, um, can get to feel and taste a little bit of the buzz what the first members of this ummah were on. They basically actualize in their minds that their imam is the Prophet ﷺ and that their um that 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 they are the companions. And then when you're being led in the prayer, you see you see this should happen with all of the congregational acts of worship that are done according to the sunnah so you might not do that in a craft fair okay but you would in a tafsir circle for example and you would in the obligatory prayer and you would in arafah and you would in you know um those acts that the prophet ﷺ very commonly regularly did in congregation when you do it there's something intrinsic, but you feel like yani, you're with the Prophet That's a fact. That's a fact. Okay, you feel it. You feel it. When you're giving khutbah, I tell you something now. One of the reasons why I really don't like giving khutbah, and yet, and yet, and yet, you know, I can give lectures day night. Come on, I can talk for talk for toffee, man. I, I, piece of cake and just talk, 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 talk. That's my worst thingy. But khutbah, khutbah is so, oh my God, so much pressure. It is nothing except yani, you being the Prophet ﷺ, standing on his position. Yani, at that moment, at that time, in that manner, 
people looking at you in that way gathered people yani thinking what whatever like exactly the pressure of representing the prophet sallallahu is so much right so you either thrive on that or like i said it makes you feel really uncomfortable and i don't like it personally personally speaking but that's my point my point is is that when you're sitting in the Jumu'ah listening, you should be like, I'm the companions listening. Right? I'm not going to lie. I'll tell you straight. When I'm sitting in Jumu'ah, I'm full Abdullah bin Umar mode. I'm sitting there looking around, whatever, listening. If I like the, what I'm listening to, then I'm you know, I'm engrossed in that. And if I don't, then I'm looking for the rats yani, who are chatting. And then I'll find yani, things that I can flick at them. You know, that's like Abdullah bin Umar used to th flick things at whatever because you're not meant to speak and you're not meant to let the speaker know the khatib in any way that you're not giving him 100% attention right there's a discussion right the Jum'ah uh, when we get to the the, the chapter of Jum'ah which is the next volume it's not that far away um, you'll learn that there's a discussion amongst the scholars of what is the illa what's the illa the sharia reason behind the prohibition of speaking yeah, or telling another one, telling another guy, be quiet. So you know, when someone's chatting, you say, Shh. "Yeah, you're not even allowed to do that. You're not allowed to." Now the question is, why? Is it that you're not allowed to, or is it you're not allowed to in case the imam sees you and thinks that you are the one who's chatting? I'm convinced of the second opinion. It's not a very strong opinion, by the way, but I'm convinced of that second opinion. And I think Abdullah ibn Umar is my proof that when people used to be chat or talking or, you know, disturb, you know, whatever, like on their phones, yeah, the modern version would be, then he would flick a stone at them, hit them, and he'd give them the dirties like that. And I love giving dirties. The reason I love giving dirties is because my face doesn't know any other thing but to give people dirties. <laughs> Is there's the only benefit of my face is the thingy, you know? I'm not a kind of, you know, nice, welcoming, handsome, happy kind of guy. Always got to frown all the time unless I'm laughing, mm. right? And so I just, just look at our person like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, anyway. So I'd much rather be sitting down. So, my, sorry, my point was is that I genuinely feel like Abdullah bin Umar all the time. I genuinely feel like Abdullah bin Mas'ud Okay, when I'm sitting there and I turn to the khatib, because you know a lot of people they are uh, are, are standing and are sitting in rows, and because of where they are, the the khatib is there and they're looking they're looking that way and the khatib is over here. You're meant to turn so you can face him like that. And Abdullah bin Mas'ud used to do that. And when I do it, well, I feel like Abdullah bin Mas'ud. My point is, in congregational acts of worship, you've got a real opportunity to feel like the companions. And you, they, <laughs> resting. <laughs> yeah, resting at your face is exactly what it is. Oh, I tried so much to change it, guys. You know that? Honestly. Ameen. That's a really nice dua. Ameen. For you as well. For all of us. For all of us. Barakallahu feekum. Well, that is very nice. Um, so, so when you do that, when you do that, then you're feeling more responsible for your actions. Okay. Right. 
you you feel more uh uh um you feel more empathy you feel more you know what i'm saying okay that's really important so um yeah that feeling will give you a real boost when it comes to following them in their fiqh and their aqidah and the salaf as well and so on he said that يعني, when a person is feeling this and living this kind of reality like the companions and the Prophet وسلم, uh, you know when they're in these congregational moments and feeling that in their hearts it will give a people a extra push and extra motivation and an extra kind of focus uh, in their hearts that would put them on the path of the the Salaf al-Salih, the righteous early forefathers, the first three generations, and a person will then come out of that as a true Salafi, a true follower of the early forefathers in their aqidah, in their practice, in their behavior, and in their methodology. Absolutely spot on. Now, just to go back to what Thana was saying, you know, what do you, what should you be thinking when you're standing in the prayer? There is, it's a, it's a, it's a dynamic uh, situation. It's dynamic. It's never one. So at points, right, you're feeling like you're. Uh, so just off the top of my head, you're at points when you're gathering, especially when the Imam says "Tawatarasu." You know the you know the Prophet used to do that. So you're feeling like the companions, and you're getting closer, and when you move to the left and you see the guy move away from you, then you're immediately Anas ibn Malik, right? You're immediately Anas ibn Malik, radiallahu and he goes in the famous hadith, if you could see what how used to happen, right? We used to come together. Now it is, yani now people treat you like, you know, like, you know, they, they think like some donkeys kind of come close to you. People move away from you. This is what Anas complained about, right? That we used to get closer and very quickly and now people you know move away when you try to straighten the rows. So when you see that happening, you feel like Anas. You feel so it's feeling like the companions and the, the pros and the, the, the cons and the negatives and all of that is all imbibed. And then when you are standing straight in line and you're listening to the recitation and it's talking about Jannah, talking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can be now feeling like the Malaika. You can be feeling like the Malaika, right? As they are in the company of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whilst Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being praised uh, in the heavens, we're praising him here on earth. In, in Surah Al-Fatiha, you'd be definitely thinking about the angels because as you as you know, we covered this in before in detail, when the Imam says, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the angels that are in front of him, who are worshipping him in his presence, in lines, Right there and then, as soon as your Imam says Alhamdulillah, Allah turns to those angels and say, says, "Did you see that? Hamidani Abdi, that my slaves just praised me, right? And so you should feel that. And then, for example, when you say Allahu Akbar, and everybody suddenly from kind of you know state standing state of this, everyone on online just goes into ruku'ah. So you feel the 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 uh, discipline." The bunyanu marsus, the jihad aspect, the unified aspect, the organized, the the whatever. 
So all of these are being recycled, all right? When you're standing there and, in, and you're listening to the Qur'an, you're standing in line and you're also feeling your mortality. You're feeling your insignificance as well. Your mortality, your insignificance, your arrogance is being battered because you're just one cog in a large line and grouping of people that are just in the witness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's splendid magnif magnificence. And then you remember the hadith of the Prophet that said that when you pray, then pray like this is your final prayer. You know what I'm saying? And then like what Sarah is saying, you know, just feeling that sense of unity, which is absolutely unique, as she says, absolutely unique. So you're going and and recycling all of these different kind of feelings all the way through. Sheikh says, all of these evidences and indications are from those that said that the congregational prayer is a fard'ain, an individual obligation. And um, if you think about it, it's not possible to think of any other opinion than this. This has got to be the correct opinion. Some of the scholars, though, said that it's the congregational prayer and the prayer in the masjid and the congregational prayer is far kifaya. It's a communal obligation, meaning as long as some people do it, then I don't need to do it. Others even said it's a sunnah, meaning it's not obligatory at all. It's just a recommended act. Those that um, uh, said that, their evidence... Their main evidence was the statement of the Prophet wasallam, and I know that we're over time, we're going to finish on this, okay? We're going to finish this page 138, that's our intention. Um, their main evidence was the hadith, uh, which is in Sahil Bukhari, hadith number 645. Salatul Jama'ah And in another narration, that the prayer in congregation is better than the individual prayer by 27 times and by 25 times in the other version. Okay, so uh, 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 the, the, the scholars that said it's a sunnah, which is the minority of scholars, okay, they said this is hadith, hadith proof because the Prophet said afwal, that the congregational prayer is 27 times better than the individual prayer. He said afwal. If it's better than, then that means that the single prayer prayed by yourself is okay. And afdal means that it's something which is not obligatory. He didn't say it is obligatory over or 27 times more obligatory. He said it's better, 27 times better, which would not indicate obligation, number one. And number two, it would indicate that praying by yourself is still a legitimate, legal, ex sinless prayer. That's the implication. Um, and uh, they also said, uh, well, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. All right. Sheikh Uthameen says this is this kind of istidlal, this istidlal, this form of seeking, uh, this trying to derive an evidence or derive a principle from this evidence. Okay, that's what istidlal means, right? Trying to find a delil and an indication from the evidence. This istidlal is very weak. Daif jiddan. Lainal murad huna. Because the intention by this hadith here is just to uh, emphasize the reward of the jama'ah, okay? And that its reward is better and more complete and greater in number. This is not indicating the ruling of the jama'ah. That mentioning its excellence does not negate its obligation. This is good. Mentioning its excellence, it does not 
negate the obligatory nature. It doesn't negate or affirm the legal status of the act. Mentioning the excellence is only mentioning the excellence of the act. It doesn't affirm or negate the legal status of the act. Have you not seen, Sheikh says, ألا ترى إلى قوله تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا هل أدلكم على تجارة تنجيكم من عذاب أليم تؤمنون بالله تؤمنون بالله ورسوله وتجاهدون في سبيل الله بأموالكم وأنفسكم ذلكم خير لكم إن كنتم لا تعلمون أوكي إن كنتم تعلمون إن كنتم لا تعلمون إن كنتم تعلمون this is Surah Saf again verse 10 to verse 11 the translation of which O you who believe shall I not show you and lead you to a trade or a business that will protect you from a painful punishment it is to believe in Allah to believe in the messenger and to fight with your wealth and yourselves that is better for you if only you knew that is better for you does this word this is better for you like in the previous hadith of afdal it is 27 times better than the individual does this statement of allah that is better for you indicate that to believe in allah and to believe in his messenger and to do jihad fi sabilillah is not obligatory of course it's obligatory but it's a it's a phrase it's a way of saying yeah that it is better it is more rewarded uh, and so on no single person would ever say that it's not obligatory what about when do any of you say have any of you ever said that Jumu'ah the Friday prayer is a sunnah okay because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu idha nudiya lis-salati min yawm al-jumu'ati fas'aw ila dhikrillahi wa dhurul bay'ah thalikum khayrul lakum in kuntum ta'lamun translate uh, surah al-jumu'ah verse 9 o you who believe when you are called to prayer on the Friday, on the day of Friday, rush to the remembrance of Allah and leave off your trade. That is better for you if only you knew. That is better for you if only you knew. Everybody knows that Jum'ah is obligatory. Does the fact that it says better for you indicate that it's not? Answer is no. So Sheikh says that our response to those scholars that said that this is a sunnah is that we said nobody has ever said that the Jum'ah is a sunnah. This principle that you're using that to indicate that the, those which is better is a is a thingy is a uh, uh, is a um, uh, is a sunnah is unacceptable. The other opinion I, I mentioned to you guys before briefly is the hadith of the burning of the houses. The Prophet ﷺ said that I want to you know I was really bothered by this. I wanted to uh, establish the jama'ah, get some people, lead the prayer, get some other lads, go grab the firewood, and then go and burn these. Uh, houses, uh, ayah 9 in Surah Jumu'ah and I want to go and burn these houses okay um, and that's the obligation evidence right but then they also said but no this is also the evidence that it's not obligatory because he didn't do it I think I covered this a couple of lessons ago okay um, so they said that the Prophet said I'm not doing it shows it's not an obligation and Sheikh Uthameen says no the, the fact that he didn't do it is because it's not allowed to be done, not because it's not an obligation. So there are going to be responses. Now, the class position is that the safer position, I have to say that the, the, the argument for Sunnah is not completely unfounded. These two arguments 
are potential arguments, but they are weak. The correct position, Allah knows best, is um, that it is obligatory, like uh, like what Sheikh Uthameen says, and I think that's the position that we should stick with, right? What is obligatory? What are, let's be super specific. It's obligatory to pray in congregation, okay? Whenever it's possible, in the masjid is where it should be done and only for as we're going to see over the next few lessons where there are extra extra extraneous circumstances or certain circumstances should that then be done in the house okay it, uh, but in principle it needs to be in the masjid but the most important thing is the congregation it is an obligation to establish it establish it for its own right in of itself and for the people to benefit etc etc the class position is farda'in and not a kifaya that's the that's the point i was making even though, like I said, I do believe that Kifaya and Sunnah, both these other opinions, has some basis. Of course, it's held by scholars, but that's the position of the Hanbalis. The Hanbali school is very strong and very uh, strict on this. And of course, one of the interesting thing is, is that it still applies today. It still applies today. Now, of course, this does not mean that this necessarily means everything has to close down and everything has to whatever, because there is the possibility of, of a number of um, different... Um, uh, times for the prayer and likewise as Fatiz is saying if you're not able to attend the masjid because you're working or you're in a workplace and so on and so forth then you've got to try establish a congregation there and if you can't then you pray by yourself but the point is is that people should always feel that they are missing out on something they should feel that this is second hand second best right that's something which is is uh, is important um and we pray that that's used as an excuse. This is why I say that it's important to have the Sunnah and Fard Kifaya opinion in the bag, uh, especially for scholars that need to give a fatwa for those that are in these kind of situation. Okay, so the other three schools uh, actually have all positions, meaning that they also have Fardain, all right, but they also have narrations which would indicate that it's Sunnah as well. Only the Hanbali school does not have, an, as far as I know, only the Hanbali school does not have an opinion that it's a sunnah. I could even be wrong on that because, you know, Imam Ahmed has a narration on absolutely everything. But the majority position of the scholars is that it is obligatory, whilst in the three schools, the sunnah opinion amongst their imams, amongst the Mu'atawan position, the Muftabihi positions, you know, the various positions that school kind of adopts, they've got sunnah in there, here and there. In the Hanbali school, is the strictest of all the schools. The strictest of all the schools. Um, so Mustafa made a point. He said that is that a fair comparison? Because in the case of the congregation, it's twenty-seven times better. Meaning you have one times reward for a loan. The other two just say better. So of course, a belief is better than this belief, infinitely better. And then to believe in the Prophet sallam, as opposed to not to is better. I think it's possible. I think it's possible, Mustafa. And that's the reason why we don't dismiss the position entirely we don't all right and in actual fact we use it we use it you know what i'm saying we'll come to that later inshallah shazia in the in the in the section of the jama'ah um why was there a category of sunnah mu'akkad as opposed to kifaya did the group who believe it is sunnah actually feel masajid can be without the five regular prayers as this is the inference no no at the moment we are speaking about the jama'ah okay but we're going to come to the application of the concept of jama'ah to the mosque later all right now there was a um 
Yes, what the nice thing what Rafiq mentions as well that the congregation protects us from shaitan. Actually, I want to say to you that Ibn Hajar, who I wrote about today, um, and in Fiqh Salah, I do go through these points. He, yeah, and he did a little bit of wordplay because the congregation prayer is 27 times more rewarded than the single prayer. He wrote 27 reasons, okay? Um, and he included this in it, of course, protecting from the shaitan. Shaykh that means just giving a random 10, 13 odd wisdoms. But Ibn Hajar uh, has so many and, you know, I, I translated it for the class. Inshallah, it'll be coming sometime, maybe end of the year or something like that. And yeah, so this hadith, if three men are in a village or in a desert and they don't yeah, and they make any jama'ah plans, then shaitan has overpowered them. Okay, so observe the salah. Um, now, there was a question from Rafi'ah that she wanted answered. So let's do that and then let's get out of here. Uh, where are you? Because there are no lazy raised area. All right. If someone prayed several obligatory prayers sitting down when they were young, but after puberty, as they did not know that standing was a pillar of the prayer, how can, how can they fix this mistake? In my opinion, they make toba from that. They don't repeat those prayers because of what they believed. Allah knows best. Can we pray Tahiyatul Masjid before Eid Salah if it's held in a mosque? Yes, but only really if it's not going to confuse people because people can get confused. Okay. Or similarly, if we arrive 10 minutes early for Maghrib prayer, should we keep standing or sit down to pray to units? Both of them are acceptable. Okay, both of them are acceptable, either standing or praying. Both of them are acceptable. We said uh, in our class that obviously it's allowed to do that, to pray in the prohibited time when there's a reason for that prayer. And finally, is it allowed to pray Nawafil in Masjid al-Quba to get the reward of Umrah before the Adhan of Jum'ah or after Asr if we happen to arrive at those times? Um, no, it's not allowed to pray like uh, general nafal prayers. This would come under, in my opinion, general nafal prayers. Person going to the masjid and praying two raka'ah as a tahit al-masjid because they arrived at the Jum'ah time or arrived at Asr time, I think that's okay. But that's different towards nawafil. You knocking out, you know, unit after unit after unit. No, no. No, the reward for Salat for Umrah is just two units anyway, not more than two. And I think that that's something which is achieved just by praying the two, and I think that's allowed. But then taking, you know, saying to yourself, ah, uh, uh, you know, I'm in Quba, I'm going to pray. Well, what's the point then of the, of the prohibition in the first place then? Otherwise, the statement of the Prophet ﷺ becomes meaningless, which is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Okay? Um, so... Right, the part on Hadith Jibril by Ihsan, if and how does that fit with the imagination you explained for Salah? Is it a different type of imagination for congregation of Salah? No, I don't. No, I don't think it's a different type at all. I think it's the very it's the very same, but just widened out. Anything that we can feel of a gathering together is the same, hundred percent. Is praying with the wife considered establishing congregation if the mosque is far away? Um, we're going to come to this safa. The answer is no. Okay, they're, 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 that's not something which is allowed. Uh, a man can't yeah, and he stay at home and say, I'm not going to the masjid, otherwise my wife's not going to pray. The whole reason that the wife does not is not required to pray the congregational prayer is because the man needs to go out. Can you imagine what would happen like that? That's the, that's the, that's the thing we're trying to avoid. Absolute maximum. Someone asked last week about if one hears the adhan via the radio transmitters, was a jama'ah obligatory on that person? 
or not. I mean, uh, so the problem with this question is that radio transmitters can be used if you're next to the masjid and it's five minutes away, right? So it's not about the radio transmission. It's about whether you are far enough away. So if you are like half an hour away or 40 minutes away or very dangerous kind of driving away, then it doesn't matter, right? But if you are close, then and you hear it on the radio, then yeah, you need to then respond. And then finally, this is the final question. No more questions because I'm going to do Sarah's thing now. Can you pray two rak'ah to make niyyah for Umrah and go do Umrah if you've already prayed Asr and there are 45 minutes to Maghrib remaining? There are no units for the niyyah of Umrah. Nida, that's just a cultural pack thing. Okay, There are no prayers to be prayed when you're preparing for Umrah. Neither at home, neither for niyyah, neither at the miqat. Only unless you're in Medina. But those two units are not for the miqat. Those are two units are not for Umrah. They are for the miqat. It's a special place. That's why. Al-Wadi al-Mubarak as the Nabi Wasallam said. All right. Humbly justification for the obligation of praying in congregation continued. So from point four then last week, it promotes the rights of Islam and Muslims to the world. Openly expressing our rights and rituals. I, would, I want you to add in there. I don't know why I feel less different is a fundamental responsibility for Muslims in the West to be very clearly and openly Muslim in every way we can, to own and claim the manners and concepts that we stand for as Muslims so that they become associated with us. Ewa. To get Muslims used to being together and, by the way, you might want to um, number these, by the way. Uh, actually, maybe not. Yeah, it's not a major that. To get Muslims used to being to get used to being together and not separate from each other. This consolidates not just the Ummah at large, but the unity of the local community as well. To teach and develop self-discipline and as needed by getting to the masjid, following the imam properly, etc. Also teaches organization. Prepares and normalizes the feeling of standing in rank like one would be in, like one would in battle. Teaches people to trust their leader, the system, the community, have to follow instructions to understand the value of the community and working together. Praying in congregation reminds people of the lines of angels, increasing the feeling of honor and awe to be a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and increasing the love of the angels he also mentioned which is good increases humility and the self-awareness of the equality of all people regardless of the socioeconomic status increases social responsibility and awareness as you are aware of the situation of others through their appearance attendance etc praying congregation gives us a little taste of what it was like for the companions of the prophet in all congregation acts of worship one should imagine that they are amongst the companions putting oneself in their shoes would motivate us to be more like them and be worthy of their company in jannah the actual illa is in the gathering itself to worship allah because allah commanded it the class position and Sheikh Uthameen, the above justification are all used to prove that congregational prayers are obligatory for Ain for men in the masjid when it is possible, which is the most correct opinion. If one is unable to attend in the masjid, they should hold congregational prayer. If that is not possible, then they should pray alone, and that is the least preferable. Awesome summary, that. There is an opinion that they are only for kifaya, as covered previously. There is a much weaker opinion that it is only a sunnah. Based on the hadith Abu Hurairah reported, Allah's Prophet is saying, prayer said in the congregation is 25 27 degrees more excellent than prayer said by a single person. Uh, Sheikh Uthameen, this comparison does not negate the obligation of the prayer. The humbly school is the strictest on this matter. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam. And Thaqib, there is. Sara has it under a hashtag in the Telegram group. Although Shaz and Mesa, maybe you guys can work with Naeem and so on to create a section on the site for it yeah maybe um so uh, as i close uh, the things that i need to close on um is i don't care who you are where you are what country whatever whatnot 
tell every single person on this on this planet, okay, to come out to the Unity Center. It's called now the Rex Center, which is this big hall, lots of space, and uh, it's got COVID things there as well for those that want COVID, and it's got people, yeah, and it, you can sit next to the others without anything as well. It's a huge place actually. Uh, February twenty sixth, Saturday. And I'm looking forward to seeing so many of you folks there. All right. Tell everybody we're going to go back. We're coming back and we're coming back big. This is the return. Number one. Number two, um, Umrah, actually, Umrah was sold out a couple of weeks ago. But um, I, I, actually, no, I forget that because it's closed and they get upset now. Because some individuals are kind of creeping in here and there and they're just causing a big headache for them. So I forget I said Umrah. Uh, Aksa. Uh, still space is left. Aksa is the big one, of course. That's super, 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 super intense, that. Right? And it's easily the best trip that I ever made in my life. Easily. The 2019 Aksa was mental. Anyway, that's 31st of March. Just want to say something about that. 31st of March until April 6th, that means a couple of days outside Ramadan because I want people to enjoy the food and the customs and whatever. And then I want people to see in Ramadan. Then I want people to experience Ramadan and Taraweeh. So the best of both worlds. In terms of flights, yeah, there are some really cheap flights, man. They're like 80 quid, 90 quid, 150 quid, uh, blah, blah, blah. And um, uh, you should be aware of luggage charges because those cheap flights, then they don't have a luggage bag. But also I want you to know that you shouldn't, you don't really need to take too much stuff with you. But you also need to be aware that when we're going out, when you're coming back, I mean, that they really go through the hand baggage like to a crazy level. So just be aware of that. In terms of flights, uh, I am going to be flying on the Virgin flight for those folks that want to come uh, on my plane. But it doesn't really matter because the way Dome Tours is going to be working is that they're going to be receiving every single group. Obviously, the email comms group is going to open soon. And then we go through all this together. Whether you're flying with the EasyJet flights from Manchester, then you've got Virgin uh, from Heathrow, and then you've got Luton, which is doing the EasyJet and the Wiz or something like that. And then Gatwick is doing, I think, EasyJet and Wiz as well. And then America, Turkish Airlines are the best connections. So that's that. Um, Paradise Portfolio, that's the class on Zakat. That's going to be having another go. Europe, UK and US Times are going to be coming out. It's going to be the last two weekends of March. All right, before Ramadan. Art, Aqsa, this, that. This weekend and next weekend is the last arts class. All right, Dominion, I meant, sorry, not art. Yeah, I think that's it, guys. I think that is it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. But this weekend is art. By the way, crazy times. Because this is the Pakistan, it's the Desi version. Okay, this is the Desi version. This is the last art, not last one for this year. That's it. It's done. Now the world has been covered. Alhamdulillah. Okay, so uh, it's 3 a.m. in the UK. So if you haven't taken it and you didn't take advantage when I told you all, okay, then, uh, well, there you go. All right. That's the, uh, that's then, well, it is what it is. But anyway, I'm going to be awake. So why can't you be awake? All right, folks, it does have an exam, Shazia. It does have an exam. All right. Barakallahu feekum wa khair. Thank you very much. Wa subhanakallahumma wa hamdika. Ashadu an la ilaha illa ant wa astaghfirukallahumma wa atubu ilayk. There is no art after this one. All right. I don't think so. Take care.
Please show me Shaz's picture. Yes! What a result! I thought I'd lost it forever. Oh, look at those cheeks. How many budgies do you think are in those cheeks? Oof. What an ending. What an ending. Great ending.